comes from Romans chapter 8. Free from the indwelling of sin, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that I was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of a sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ is in you, the body is the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him there who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Amen, amen, amen. So now that we've read today's inspiration, um, I love the scripture where it talks about so many things about the spirit versus the carnal person, or the spiritual person versus the carnal person. And then it also talks about if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you are none of his. How often do we just gloss over that truth that we look at the fruit of a person and we see that they are not operating in the fruits of the spirit, love, peace, joy, um, self-control, and there's some more. But let's just start with those. This person is not showing these these characteristics. But then when it's time to, you know, have a, I guess, like a devotion or go to church or anything like that, they're the first ones ready to go get in line for you know, to run off to run off to this church or whatever. And even these people, a lot of times they do know the word. And you're just wondering, how come they don't have the spirit, though? They have word knowledge of the, you know, the Bible. They have the outward appearances of being holy because they, you know, they attend church regularly. And they know how to clean up real nice. They look good in their suit. They look good in their dresses. You know, Sunday best. But there's just something else. That just doesn't add up when it comes to your interactions with them on the regular. You see that they just don't have the fruit of Christ. They don't have the spirit. They don't have his spirit. And I've dealt with some people in my in my life personally uh, that I can say this about. And it's so hard for a person that is learning about the Lord to follow Christ when they see these type of people because these type of people are the worst. I hate to say it like that, but the Lord says he'd rather you be hot or cold and these people are lukewarm. They're not really fully giving their life over to Christ and they're not fully giving their life over to the world because they want some of both worlds. They want some things from the God and they want some things from the world, but they're 
not really loyal to either one. And really, in a way, in, by default, they're loyal to the world because the Lord says you cannot be friends with the world because the world is the enemy of Jesus. So he said those that are friends with the world, they're enemies of God. And so we see people that have these huge ministries and things like that, and they're friends with the world. Now, it's one thing to witness to the world. It's another thing to be friends with them. So I'm just going to leave that where it's at, that that right there can just go on by itself. But look at your own particular life. Who have you, as I'm describing this type of thing, who have you embraced and you thought they were a Christian, but then the closer you got to them and the more you interacted with them, you realized they didn't have a spirit. So what should we do with a person like that? Do we continue to embrace them and continue to, to treat them like a brother? No. The Bible clearly has a way that we're supposed to deal with those who walk disorderly. They are actually, you're supposed to excommunicate. You're supposed to try to win them back over and try to correct them of what they're doing wrong. But if they won't be won back over, and I, I have another Bible study I'll do about that. But if you want to know where that passage is found, um, I want to believe that it's in somewhere else in Romans. Uh, Restore such a one when a brother is caught in folly. You try, you're, you're supposed to try to restore them at first. But these type of people that I just described that are lukewarm, a lot of times when you try to approach them with anything that they're doing that's disorderly, they'll tell you not to judge them. They will tell you um, that the Lord's still working on them. They'll give you some kind of cliche, like it's all good, but it's not. It's not because these type of people are confusing the world because the world already knows that they that they're not living in you know living right, and they're actually more easier a lot of times to be convicted and come over to the knowledge of truth. But they feel like if they see a person that supposedly already is saved and really living for the Lord and they're not really doing it, then that makes them think that it's really nothing to it. You know, because then they'd be like, well, this person is just as bad as me or worse. And it, then the Lord hasn't changed their heart, hasn't changed their behavior. So I might as well just enjoy doing what I'm doing because... I definitely know if this person that says they're going to heaven, I must be going too, you know, because they're they're definitely a devil. So it's crazy. It's crazy out here. But we have to always go back to the word of truth. We can't go on our opinions. And the Lord says we're not supposed to compare ourselves to others. We're supposed to care, compare ourselves to Jesus. And so when our eyes are on Jesus, you know, he will keep us. He will keep us okay. He will He will keep us from falling. He's able to do it. Now, other people aren't able to do it. But we we know through Jesus, and I know through the power of Jesus, he is able to do it. He's able to keep you from falling, okay? And as far as, far as not having the Spirit of Christ, that means it should be really obvious when you find somebody that does. Because the Spirit of Christ is very, it's very strong, and it's the highest, the highest uh, love that anyone can operate in. So when you see a person that's loving and kind and gentle and humble... And just they want they just want to see you see you do well, and they might not even have a title. They might not be a pastor of any church. They might not even go to church. Oh, I'm not gonna step on some toes with that one. But if you see them operating in that type of spirit, that's something that that can't happen on on the, on their own. They can't have that happen on their own. They have to have the help of Christ. So I say, look at the fruit. Look at the fruit, and that's who you should. That that's what you should really follow, not the words, 
not the outward appearances, but the fruit. And the fruit cannot be denied. So um, the, the Lord said that's how you will know them. He said you will know them by their fruits. So the fruit that was say the tree is known by the fruit that it bears. So what kind of fruit are you bearing personally? And then the people that you surround yourself with, are they bearing fruit that looks like Christ? Can you see the Christ in them? Do you see his spirit? Do you see his love? And I know that you can go far in life. You can do a lot of things. You can accomplish a lot of things. But what good is it if you don't have the love of Christ? If you don't have that assurance that you're on your way to spend eternity somewhere with your creator? If you don't have that, that, if you don't have that assurance and that's really like a question mark for you, don't live another day with that question mark. Find out when you find out in your heart what's stopping you from opening it all the way to Christ. What what is the thing that's blocking it? You is it a bad witness that I just described? Is it someone like that that you've had um, close proximity with, and you thought they were a Christian, and so you were really impressed, and you wanted to be just like them, and then you realize that hey, they're not really a nice person. You know, they're not really a person I really can. Now that I know them better. I can't really respect them. I I can't really get behind what they're doing because they're phony, balonies, and they they don't really love people like God would love people. They don't even treat people right. They're very unforgiving. They're really um, full of hate. And here I was thinking from the outward appearance that they were someone else, but now I see closer and I see something I don't like seeing. I, I, I apologize right now for that. I apologize for that bad witness that confused you when you really were probably a teenager or a young child and you were violated by somebody that was supposedly a Christian or you were mistreated, abused, misused. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. But don't let that one person stop you from really experiencing the best love you could ever really find and the best experience you could ever have which is the total opposite of what you saw because the lord he's he's definitely not a hypocrite he's not a liar we know who that is that's the enemy the enemy does those things and so just because somebody was wearing a sheep's clothing and they were a wolf don't let that wolf tell you that there's no sheep because we know that sheep exist right just because you had a bad experience doesn't dismiss that there's a God, doesn't dismiss that there's a real heaven, that there's a real Jesus, that there's that he really paid a real a real cost on that cross. All that is not going to just go away and not exist because you had a bad experience. But what does happen is it does hurt and taint your ability to see as clear as you could have had you not had that experience. So I do apologize for that. I really do. But I'm saying there's so much more you can be experiencing. There's so much more that you can be in Christ. And I want you to I want you to get it. I want you to be there. I want you to get there. Because I'm telling you, I need more people out here with me doing this work. I need more people to bring in this last harvest. And I want you to be one of them. I wanna I wanna connect. I wanna, you know, enjoy as many time as many people as I can talk to in heaven about things that we experienced here. I want you to be one of them people I can have a conversation with because you're there too. I don't, I don't, I just don't want, I don't want to try to do any scare tactics, but I'm, I'm so serious right now. It's not about the, 
It's not about how you were disappointed. It's about how you can be satisfied in Christ. You can be satisfied in Christ now. So let go of the past. Let go of the bad witnesses. Let go of the wolves and sheep clothing. Let go of that. We know they're here. We know they're in the earth. The, the Bible clearly warns us of, of these type of people. But that doesn't mean that we just totally throw out the baby with the bathwater. We have to get behind the truth and we have to stand on the truth and we have to be walking in Christ's spirit. And when we do that, he's going to continue to draw more people into the kingdom, more people that are kingdom people will come in your in your um, environment. And then the Lord will continue to work miracles through you. He'll work miracles through your life and through your witness. And I just want to encourage you today. And so thank you for listening. Be a better human. Love people. Trust God, not people, but trust in God. He's he's worth he's trustworthy. He loves you and he always has. And let this be a blessing to you today. I'm signing off. Be a better human.